This is episode 39 and the start of season 2 with Tanya King Mohammed. Welcome to Bigger Than The Hustle podcast. My name is Bhavik Patel and each week I bring you a super interesting conversation with an inspiring entrepreneur on how they live their life outside their business and what inspires them to live life big. Thank you for taking time to spend with me today and it's time to let the positivity flow. My guest today is Tanya King Mohammed, a six-figure business owner and financial freedom strategist who was able to leave her medical job by creating financial freedom through business. What's exciting is that through focus, constantly pushing the barriers of her comfort zone and implementing strategy, Tanya has achieved this quickly within a matter of months on only one day per week alongside her busy life and job as a doctor whilst raising her young family to show it is possible. What really interests me is Tanya is an expert in creating financial freedom through multiple streams of income and currently has a largely passive and semi-passive income streams as part of her income portfolio. Through implementing business mindset strategies which have helped her create success, Tanya now helps her clients create financial freedom through income portfolios and building online businesses they love. She has a brilliant mission, is to impact millions of people across the globe and achieve financial freedom, more time, money and opportunities by pushing themselves out of their comfort zones and into an online business. She's also super excited about the process of emigrating to Ibiza, which has been a result of her creating financial freedom and taking control of her mindset and realising her entrepreneurial potential. Tanya's determined to bring her daughters up as successful, independent and forward-thinking women who make a positive impact on the world, whilst also helping others with integrity. Whilst you're listening to this, make sure you share it with a friend and click the subscribe button on Google Podcasts, YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a review where you can. Now it's time for the one and only Tanya King Mohammed. So thank you so much for having me, first of all. Um, it's a real pleasure to be here. So I'm Tanya, Tanya King Mohammed. Um, I am a financial freedom strategist. I have recently left um, employment as a doctor, so I've left my job in the NHS. And I essentially created financial freedom through business. And the first business that I actually set up was um, just over two years ago now. Um, which was a property investing business. It's a short-term rental business. And with that, I had a strategy in place to replace my medical salary to give me freedom of, of being wherever I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want to create, create that financial freedom. And so I was able to replace my medical salary within a few months and I've officially now left employment to pursue my dream of building the life that I want um, through the vehicle of financial freedom, which is just really exciting because it's been, you know, it's been a plan in the pipeline for a long time um, and it's finally become realised, which is just amazing. And I'm so grateful and I feel so privileged to be in this position. Um, so, yeah, I am referred to as the freedom coach sometimes, but that basically means I am a financial freedom strategist. So I am here to inspire and empower other people who want more, who want more time, more money, more opportunity. However, that looks to them 
them um, through creating financial freedom through a business that they absolutely love. And I'm particularly focused, particularly keen on online businesses. So whether that's developing your own courses, whether that's developing your own memberships or eBooks or online coaching programs, whatever it is, I'm here to kind of inspire and empower other people to actually realize that you can go and achieve the life that you really want. All you have to do is know what you want, first of all, start with the end in mind and then have a strategy and action plan put into place and then take consistent action. So that's what I'm here now to do, really. That's my calling. I finally realized and I always knew as a doctor, sort of going into being a doctor and going into medicine, I was here to help people significantly in a positive way. Um, but now I'm transitioning from healthcare, so helping people in that realm, to now helping people achieve their true potential and achieve realization of what they really want to achieve in their life. Now, I love the way you've just explained everything to us. Now, something that stood out straight away was uh, you mentioned that you had a career as a doctor and you were part of the NHS, and now you're transitioning out of that into your career with financial freedom and property, I think is one of those things. Now, for you to invest so much time, because I know a lot of people that listen to this have done a lot of education and been through different career routes uh, Mm. to find their path and find their journey and find their calling. Yeah. What was it that, that gave you the belief that, first of all, you'd spent so much time and energy invested in learning about, you know, healthcare about the body and about serving people through health and then deciding to switch that and it's almost like okay I've learned all this for so long and now I choose that I want to do something else now a lot of people may be quite fearful of doing that and say actually that's all I know so that's all I'm going to do so what advice would you have for anyone that maybe have spent a chunk of their life learning and studying one thing and then actually realizing maybe that's not for me anymore and I want to move to a different path to not have the fear and just do it anyway Mm -hmm. so what's what's sort of really become a big realization for me over the last couple of years is that we have just one life we have one life to live and it is not a rehearsal as cliched as it sounds it's not a rehearsal this is the one chance that we get and I'm I'm really really fortunate and lucky to have an amazing supportive husband who thinks much more open-mindedly than I ever have and he's sort of cultivated and uh, and nourished sort of my open-mindedness if that's a word um, and and to be able to think more laterally but to also put cards on the table and actually actually say are you happy do you feel fulfilled do you live the life that you want if not why not and what do you want and how are we going to change it so I've been really fortunate to have an amazing husband who's really supportive who I love dearly um Raphael he's amazing um so it's basically stems from that really you need to ask yourself are you happy are you fulfilled are you doing the thing that is really aligned with your true calling and really aligned with your highest values because that's what's important and if you're not doing something if you're not following a career which you feel really fulfilled really passionate about really happy about doing then you're never going to be doing that to the highest level possible because it's not what you're truly passionate about so I'm very much about just literally putting people asking people to put their cards on the table to 
actually be honest with themselves first and foremost, because it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It doesn't matter what your parents think. It doesn't matter what your uh, parents-in-law think about what you're doing in terms of career, in terms of how you make a living, how you generate revenue and, and put a roof over your head. It matters about how you feel inside about yourself and if you're happy, if you're fulfilled. For example, I, with medicine, I adored so much of it but so much of it stressed me out. It was a huge responsibility. There were endless times where I used to come home crying after a shift because I just felt so stressed out. There were endless times where I couldn't spend special family occasions with my family and with my loved ones, which just doesn't align with my highest values, with my core values in that family and health are always first. You know, I had to do endless night shifts which completely messes with your physiology with your body um, with how you feel your tiredness your energy levels and I just had to step back and think this just doesn't fit what what I want in life my highest values in terms of family and health coming first and it was just incredibly stressful so I had to do something about that and you know you've mentioned me emigrating to Ibiza um, it was important for me to find something to replace my salary, which I could a replace the salary to put a roof over my head and my family's head, but also b um, be a semi-passive or even passive business for me to step away. So I'm not tied down to a geographical location because my husband and I want to move us and our family abroad to Ibiza. So um, I know I've gone, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent there, but it's basically you need to just evaluate your life your life choices whether you're happy whether you feel fulfilled and if you don't just find a vehicle find go and do some research and find out what you really want to do and what really makes you tick because you can most definitely generate a revenue from from anything that you want to it's just a case of knowing how knowing what you want at the end starting with the end in mind as i've mentioned already putting a strategy in and taking consistent action. It's the consistent action that you need to take that will actually get you there. And also don't give up when you feel like giving up because those people that do give up are the majority that don't get to where most people want. But it's that minority that keep pushing through, that keep going through all adversity who actually achieve what many want, but actually don't, if that makes sense. Yes. It's so interesting that you have mentioned quite a few things in um, your explanation of the way you've chosen to live your life and I think it's so important to, for people to hear this because it always is a choice isn't it we have a choice and sometimes when we choose with the knowledge that we have at the time later we see maybe that wasn't the right choice but we always have another choice mm -hmm. now I know you seem to be coming into the world and you seem to be treading your path with what serves you and what gives you your highest calling because that makes you happy. And if you're happy, then the people around you are happy as well because they're surrounded by love and, and joy. Now, I know I've, I personally have always chosen a path that, that helps me and I know works for me. And even if that means I switch and I've tried different things, it's worked for me at the time and then maybe later I think, okay, maybe now it's time to try again. What, I, I had some little threads of things come out when you were speaking in terms of the support around you. So you mm -hmm. have your husband who's supportive, obviously you have your children, you want to create a world and a life that shows them that anything is possible. Yeah. In your upbringing, so if we go back 
sort of rewind to your younger days as you were growing up. Mm-hmm. What were the influences that allowed you to have that kind of mindset? Did you have that then, or is that more that's been created as you've got older? So that that mindset, to be honest, uh, the one that I've kind of touched upon just now. Mm-hmm has has really been something that I've worked on over the last two years, not before then. I had no clue before then about self-development, about mindfulness, about living the best life you possibly can and impacting as many people as you can positively. It was never, it was never apparent to me that that was even possible. Prior to two years ago, I was stuck in a rut thinking I had no options. I was very blinkered. I had no idea about the other opportunities that were out there. And it was only once I'd started to get into the entrepreneurial sphere where I up-leveled my network, where I up-leveled my surroundings, because we are a product of our environment. So if you want to go and achieve bigger and better things, or if you want to go and impact people in a bigger and better way, you have to look around you. You have to look around your environment. You have to up-level to inspire you and keep you motivated. So that's including your network in terms of people. So I always try to network with people who are at at least at my level, if not at levels above me to help drive me forward. And those people that motivate me with things that inspire me, for example, I love cars and I don't, you know, I love cars. So I've recently bought a car that I really love. um, And that inspires me and motivates me to keep going because I enjoy driving it. It's nothing to do with flashing it around. It's just because I enjoy it. Um, Because that's an enjoyment of mine personally, nothing to do with, oh, what do you think of my new car kind of thing. Um, So it's about up-leveling things around you, your surroundings and your environment, whether, you know, a nice handbag or, or clothes labels or nice holidays mean that's the thing that you enjoy doing and that's how you up-level your environment, then I would suggest doing something like that, but it has to fit with what is valuable to you. So it's very much the last two years that I've really been working on my mindset since I've up-leveled my environment. I've changed my network completely. Like the people that I was in communications with a lot prior to two years is completely changed now. The people that I surround myself with, of course, virtually at the moment, are very different to those that I surrounded myself with up to two years ago. Um, Now, just in terms of my upbringing, because you've asked about my upbringing. So my parents are obviously the biggest influence on me. And sadly, I lost my mum to cancer. Um, She passed away in my arms eight Christmases ago. And so I was very, very fortunate to have the best possible relationship with her. We had a sister-like relationship. I'm the only child. Um, And she was just a fantastic influence on me. So I have to give her a lot of credit for where I am today. Equally, my dad, who thankfully is still here, who's still with me, who is my best friend, Um, he has had an incredible influence over me Um, and both in their own rights, both in very, very different ways. So my mum was British. She was English. She was from Essex, whereas my dad is um, Arab. So he's from Iraq. So he's a sort of stricter Middle Eastern Arab type father. Um, I'm sure there may be some similarities with your background, with your parents coming from Asia, I presume. Um, And, the kind of mentality is very different between the British English mentality and the Iraqi Arab Middle Eastern mentality. So my mum just wanted me to be happy. However, she always drove me and motivated me and encouraged me never to give up on something, always to see something through that I'd started, always, whether it was my music exams, getting to grade 
eight level at playing the flute or whether it's doing other exams. Even when I was in my radiology training as a radiologist, which I'm now at consultant level in, even though I'm not doing it physically at the moment. Um, she, when she was really poorly close to just before she passed away, she just promised me not to give up because of everything that was going on with her and not to let what was happening with her affect my exams because I had big exams coming up. And she always put that driver in me to never give up on something. And I think that's really important. Now, of course, if some, you're in something or involved in something which makes you unhappy, you have to evaluate as to whether carrying on and seeing it through to the end is going to benefit you. Now, I've carried on and completed my medical training and my consultant training to be a consultant radiologist level because that's important to me, because that's one of my core values, not to give up on something that I've started. And knowing that I have a privileged position now, whereas whenever I want to go and practice radiology, I can, which is, you know, a huge privilege to be able to help people in that way. And, I, you know, I don't doubt that at all. Um, so she instilled that that ethos of never giving up on something. Um, whereas my father, with a completely different outlook and mindset and um, agenda, was always pushing me to be very academically um, accomplished. So basically, it was drawn out in my destiny to be a doctor. That was it. All of his siblings were doctors, and that's what he knew best. And because he's had struggles in his life financially with employment, all that kind of thing, he has always driven me and motivated me to be a p pillar in the community and society. And the only and best way that he could see that um, happening was for me to be a doctor because all of his siblings are doctors and they've all done really well for themselves by and large. So I've had kind of those two kind of conflicting kind of influences from two parents who are from very different backgrounds and from very different upbringings. Um, but I'm very, very grateful and I feel very privileged to have had those influences because they've definitely done their absolute best by me in terms of getting me the best possible education that they could have um, and instilling, you know, core values in me, which I think are, you know, strong core values, for example, maintaining integrity, always being kind to others as you would want others to be kind to you, always being honest, always being genuine, all those kind of things, but also being very hardworking as well. Both of them have instilled that in me. Um, also, just something else to add from my dad and from his background. So being Iraqi and cut, you know, having those foundations of having a family that comes from a place that has been through such turmoil has really put um, an instinct and a kind of a sense of um, resilience in me because Iraqi people have been through so much, have been through multiple wars, they've been through complete destruction in terms of the... Um, in terms of the infrastructure of the, of the country, you know, with regards to healthcare, with regards to education, everything. They've, they've had to be so resilient to survive everything that they've gone through. And so that definitely plays a massive factor and a massive role in me and who I am and my achievements. Um, so I, I hope that answers your question. I know I've gone about it in a roundabout way, but um, I definitely have, you know, I'm indebted to my parents in terms of their influence and their upbringing. However, I will say that um, in terms of my mindset, um, particularly my money mindset, I had major issues with my money mindset up until two years ago. And over the last two years, particularly the last year, through sort of self-guided education, 
and up leveling my environment and my network, I've been able to change my money story and my money mindset around because prior to that, I was only ever affected and influenced by my parents' money story who were never really good with money. They never brought me up with a financial education. They didn't bring me up with knowing how to manage my finances and being wealth conscious. They didn't ever bring me up to think you could be whatever you want to be. You can achieve um, the, the, the wealth or the revenue or the income that you could ever possibly dream of or want. And so it's over the last year that I've really worked on that myself through education and through listening to multiple audiobooks. I love audiobooks. I can't really physically sit down and read a paper book at the moment and for the last few years just because life is very busy. So I like to leverage my time and so I listen to audiobooks. So, you know, I've been able to completely change my money mindset myself over the last, particularly the last year, to really change the way I think about money and how I behave, my behavior and relationship with money, which is really important because if you want to make more of it, generate more of it, you have to think more about it. You have to improve your relationship with it and you have to be in contact with it all the time in terms of checking your bank account and checking your incomings and outgoings and all that kind of thing. You know, I never thought that I could generate 10K months prior to a year or two years ago and now I can do that often. Um, And it's all down to your subconscious mind because of the influences that that were there when you were a very young child growing up in your, in your upbringing. So, um, mm. that's quite relevant. And to your I think, well. um, what's interesting about your story as well is that you have a solid foundation in terms of, like you said, your parenting. Now your parents gave one parent gave you one way and one grounding and your other parent gave you another way and another grounding. Yeah. And that, provides sort of like your left foot and your right foot with stable ground to stand on, right? Yeah. Then you take that level and understanding to say they did the best they could, but now I need to make my own choices based on that. And that's, it seems like that's the way you've decided to sort of move forward from that. Mm -hmm. Now, we talked about financial freedom. You were talking about financial freedom. Now, what's the importance of financial freedom to you? Okay. So, um, Financial freedom to me means being able to work whenever you want, wherever you want, on whatever you want. Um, So it means being able to work on something that really excites you, that you're really passionate about. So at the moment, I'm very much working on helping other people set up businesses, whether that's um, a short-term rental business or service accommodation business, or whether that's setting up courses related to their niche and their expertise or the things that they're passionate about, or... um, group coaching programs or one-to-one mentoring it's it's i'm very much focused on that kind of thing at the moment so i believe that you have to be um passionate about what you do so that very much relates to what financial freedom is to me so i'm now able to work on the things that i truly enjoy because i don't have that time pressure of exchanging my time for money in employment in a job which i knew for the last two, two plus years, that just wasn't for me in the long term, because I'm not here to be dictated to whether I can spend my birthday with my family or not. So in December, just gone now, I had to work all day on my birthday, which was a bank holiday just after Christmas, it was the 28th of December. And I had to do an on-call shift the whole day, which meant that I couldn't spend my birthday with my family, which was a really important event, particularly in lockdown, because we've been through a lot of, you know, instability. It's, 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 these small occasions that we really kind of cherish and have to 
really enjoy. And so that was taken away from me because of employment, because of a rota, and essentially because I was answerable to someone um, in employment. So it's very important for me now to be working on things that I love, to not have a ceiling in terms of the revenue and income that I can generate for myself, because I know that the sky is the limit. And the only limiting factor is me and my mindset. So if I can change that, transform that and turn that around, then, you know, the possibilities are endless. Um, so that's what financial freedom means to me. It means more time, more money and more opportunity. And you get to be in control of that. It's a decision at the end of the day. And what I like about that is that you, like you mentioned, your parents didn't have the greatest grounding in financial area of life and I think a lot of parents uh, you know I'm sure your your dad being an immigrant like my dad and my mom were both immigrants and the immigrant mindset was to graft to save to keep whatever you've got and to make it last as long as possible as opposed to saying there's an abundance out there and there's an abundance mm -hmm. of choices and abundance of of creativity that can generate you whatever you want I understand that because you come into a country where you're almost not known this is like 70s and 80s where you're not wanted a lot of the time and it's hard and you know you have to stick at it. And my dad said the first few years being here were the hardest of his life in terms because he's very such a positive person, but he goes, they question so much because he knew that he couldn't go back to Africa because he'd reached his sort of pivot, he reached his ceiling there. And staying here, he knew there was so much more opportunity, but he had to deal with the shit while he was here for the first few years to get through it before he could bring his family over and his and, and his brothers and, and make a home here. Because, you know, every day I question why was I doing this? Why was I doing this? And I love that mentality in terms of, like you said, have a bigger picture in mind, but just get through. Sometimes you just have to get through things, don't you? You yeah. just have to say, I know I'm not enjoying certain things right now, but if I keep at it, I know the bigger picture is going to be so much better. So let me just discipline myself and focus myself on that. And then you know, life will be how I believe it is because I've put the hard work and the effort in, right? So now yeah. I want to switch this up a little bit, Tanya. Ooh, exciting. Now I want to project two years forward. So we're now in, we're sitting here in 2023, okay? Mm -hmm. January. Um, so that's two years from now. And we're having this conversation and I've said to you, since our last conversation, Tanya, you've told me that you know, life has been amazing. Why has that been? What kind of things will you be saying in present tense at that time to make that a true statement? So I'm living my true best life. That is the most important thing to me, for me to be able to live the life that I really want, where I'm really happy. I'm content through helping other people live their best lives in terms of my business coaching and all that kind of thing, my mentoring, but also me living the life in terms of my family life, living in a location where my family want to live because we're emigrating to Ibiza. Um, we are living. And can you just, Tanya, can you switch up to present tense? So we're in Ibiza right now. Okay. And sorry. Okay. Great. This is the business I'm running. You know, let's talk present because that's how we draw it into us. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good point. So we are, we live in Ibiza. We live in a beautiful home where the weather is fantastic. The sun is always shining the majority of the time. My children are happy because we get to live an alfresco lifestyle. We live outdoors. Most of the time we can eat outdoors, play outdoors because the weather is so good. The quality of life is so good. 
I don't have to worry about income. I don't have to worry about working hard to exchange my time for money in a job or an employment because I've got multiple streams of income, which I started creating three, four, five years ago. Um, and so money isn't a concern. I have the ability now to impact millions of people globally in terms of helping them set up their dream businesses to live more of a life that they desire and that they dream of in terms of creating financial freedom. Um, I'm happily married with my amazing husband who has always supported me from day one and who always has been by my side. And I'm constantly spreading the message that anyone can do this. Anyone can achieve this. It's just a decision that you need to make, which I made a few years ago. It's only a few short years ago, but I can tell you the difference between then and now has been absolutely epic. Um, so life is good and very much enjoyed. Brilliant. Tanya is so interesting because I do that with coaching clients that I've coached and it's it can be difficult to forward project yourself and talk in present tense as if it's the future. But I'm, I am 100% convinced that when we can talk like that, we draw it into our lives and we create that because it becomes, it's a reality. It's almost like your body and your time just has to catch up, but it's already done. It's like next year, this, well, last year I was supposed to be doing the New York marathon. And so it's been shifted to this year for obvious reasons. And, I can already see myself going through the finish line, even though I've never done a marathon. So I'm in training right now and I've not even gone up to 26 miles. I'm probably on 22, 23. But in my mind, it's already done. You know, the finish line is already, it's happened. The body and the time just need to catch up. And I love thinking in that way because everything is possible, isn't it? What, you know, what dream clients do you want? What business do you want? What people do you want around you? It's already there. We live in a universe and it's already there we just have to choose it the thing is like you said before but you have to decide don't you we all have to just choose what do we want what's going to make us the best version of ourselves and go for it and don't let society people around you the information that's being fed to us through media through news etc don't let that stop us being the version that we know we need to be. And inside, we know why that is. And, you know, you're lucky and I'm lucky that we have supportive partners. We have supportive families that will allow us to be who we want to be in yeah. the way we want to be and help us get there as well. I know there's so many people that listen to this that don't have that, that don't have that support structure around them. And like you said earlier, something I picked up very easily was if you don't have that around you, go and find them because those people are out there, aren't they? Now today in this virtual world we live in, there's so much more access to people and people that are just coming out in the world in the way that you believe is going to help you and help you in your life, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the importance of, like you said, surrounding yourself with people that inspire you, that push you to be more than even that you believed was possible for yourself. And I think that's so important because something, um, the, a guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, a guy called David Goggins. Mm -hmm, yeah, um, I've listened that, to his book. Yeah. And me. something interesting he said in his book was, um, we're only ever, put, when we think we're pushing ourselves, we're only at 40% of our actual physical limit. And I, and I think about that all the time because I think that's so exciting that I think, that's it. I think I'm at the end of my limb, but there's so much more to there's so go. Much more. 
There's yeah. so much more to achieve, right? So mm. if we talk about you as a person and we say we all have a superpower, what do you believe your superpower is? Oh, that's a good question. Um, my superpower, I believe, is being able to touch people in an inspiring and positive way. I do a lot of social media content. I put a lot of value out there. And the message and the responses that I always get back is that you're so inspiring. Um, your story is so inspiring or you've inspired me to change, to take up this new job post or to um, set up this new business. And so I, I genuinely believe that that is my superpower. Um, being able to inspire people to make a change to their lives for the better in a positive way. So I'm able to impact people in a positive way to help them realize that change is possible and the um, achievements that they can go and get are limitless. It's only their mind that is the one limiting factor and actually nothing else comes into it. It's quite, it takes quite a lot of work to actually rework that and reprogram that. And, you know, I can't sit here and say that my mindset, my money mindset or my mindset about my, myself and my confidence is 100% all the time. It really isn't. It's a dynamic. It's a dynamic process. It's a fluid process that, you know, peaks and troughs and it just takes consistent work on and consistent action. But I believe that is my sort of true calling. That's my true superpower to be here to inspire other people, which is what I'm doing now to um, change their lives for the better. And the vehicle is through mindset transformation, but also through um, creating online businesses that they love to give them the life that they want because we all have to learn earn a living it's up to you whether you want to exchange your time for money in a job or whether you don't want to settle for that and it's fine i don't knock people who want to settle for that that's great and enjoy um or whether you want to move away from that and transform your life into one where you earn a recurring revenue you have multiple streams of income so you're diversified so if uh, another pandemic hits and one of those um, income streams is suddenly blasted and non-existent anymore and plummets then you have other things to keep you going to generate revenues for you um, so that's what i'm here to do that is my superpower to help inspire people to change their lives to achieve financial freedom for more time more money and more opportunity and um, through creating businesses that they absolutely love and they are very passionate about and i think what i believe is truthful in what you've just said there tanya is yeah. that you if by example, as opposed to just speaking, because mm. as we know, words are easy um, and talk can be cheap. It's yeah. actions behind those words that really define someone and, and, and the way you come out in the world. And you're living that, aren't you? So, you, you know, you've changed your career, you're raising children, you're emigrating. So it's not something you're saying, you should do this, you should do this. Look, I, I, I probably don't need to say anything. I'm living by example. And if that inspires you, that's enough for me to know that I'm making a difference on this world and I'm trying to create a little bit of an impact. So therefore, when I leave this planet, I, it will be a little bit better because of all the people that have inspired and helped. And I think it's awesome when people come out. And, and sometimes it is uncomfortable, isn't it? Coming out and, and sharing a lot of things because sometimes you can be in your own head in terms of, How's this going to come across or, you know, what is the thoughts and thinking? But then I've realized that no one else pays my bills. I pay my own bills. So therefore, yeah. 
I'm not interested in anyone else's opinion. My opinion of myself is higher than anyone's opinion of me. So therefore, how I come come out is exactly me, and how yeah. I choose to come out is me. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And I'm yeah. good with whichever it is, right? It's and I hope to have that confidence. Yeah. Not a lot of people do. So it's really important to create that confidence in yourself mm. and have that security in yourself. You know, it's really dangerous in this day and age with social media and with all the stuff that goes on in social media to really care too much and have social media influence your life and your feelings and your emotions too much. You know, there have been tragic stories about people taking their lives because of social media and the impact that it's had. Mm. So, um, you know, which is very dangerous. Um, but, you know, I'm very much like you in that it's not always easy if people don't like what you do or what you say. And I've had to grow with that as well, because there have been occasions where people have, you know, tried to call me out or have tried to say, oh, what I think you're saying is complete BS. Um, and do you know what? I'm, I, I am an emotional person. I am a sensitive person because I care. I care about people. I care about, um, I do care about what they think of me, but I have to learn to let go of, of people who think negatively about me or who have negative comments to say about me or what I say because I know within myself that anything that I put out there anything that I say is genuine is transparent and I have nothing to hide so that's what it comes down to how comfortable are you, are you about yourself and can you sleep at night knowing what you're doing is genuine that's that's mm -hmm. what's important. and it's living your truth as well isn't it it's always knowing that this is my truth, whichever way it, you know, I'm not coming into the world with a veneer or a filter. Mm. This is me. And if that resonates with you, cool, let's talk. And if it doesn't, that's fine as well. And like yeah. you said, it does take time. It does take a certain amount of calluses, like David Gogg said, the amount of calluses to, for you to toughen up. Mm. But once you've got that, once you realize that I'm, I'm not going to appeal to everyone, but the people I do appeal to, I'm going to serve and serve, you know, full, wholeheartedly, 100%. I'm going to give it yeah. all. And yeah. The and, that, and the people that don't want to listen, that's fine as well. Because, and, but that again, Tanya, I think that comes from self-love as well. So mm -hmm. when we talk about self-love, what does self-love mean to you? Um, so this, I'm not, I'll have to put my hands up. I'm not always the best at this. Um, but, what I'm really trying to actively work on is to actually time block ring fence, make a sacred and safe place for the things that really, really represent my highest values. And to, to me, that's my health and my family um, to ensure that those relationships with those people are nourished to make sure that they don't ne get neglected whilst you're working on all these other exciting and big and beautiful things. Um, I think that's something that's really important um, to be able to maintain that support network, that, you know, supportive partner or spouse or business partner or friend. Um, I think you really need to ring fence sacred time for those things that, that are your highest value. So to me, that's my family and my health. And I've not always been good at that. And I'll be honest, over the last year or so, you know, there have been times where my relationship has been, um, you know, I've not spent as much time dedicating to it because I've been working on so many other things that excite me. And, you know, I found it a real difficulty to maintain a balance sometimes, even with my children, you know, I've not spent as much time as I should have with them sometimes, which I'm really actively working on now. And I have, you know, I have the privilege now of not having to go somewhere to work 
where I'm exchanging my time for money to then outside of those hours be working on all the other things I'm excited about. I've eliminated that aspect of where my time has been going so that during the day when my children are in childcare and when my husband is at work, mummy's at work as well. And I'm, you know, mummy, the entrepreneur and businesswoman. But as soon as I go to collect them from nursery and as soon as they're at home, now my focus needs to be, and I want it to be them and my husband, not letting work get in the way, not letting um, targets or tasks that I haven't done that I should have done during the day get in the way of the evening because that needs to be ring fenced that needs to be kept sacred because those are the relationships that you had those are the people that you had nurture you nourish you and support you to help you get to where you are now so you can't neglect that so that for me that's that that's important I know it's not directly looking after me but it's indirectly looking after me by looking after those relationships and those things that are really represent your highest values mm-hmm. um, um, and when you're when you're ambitious and it, it sounds like because you have when you've put your mind to something yeah you want to focus and you want to drive towards that and yeah. it's the balance of saying actually that's enough done for today and I'll move on to tomorrow. And sometimes that's the difficulty, isn't it? Knowing mm-hmm. that, actually, let me just stop. I'm fine. I've, I feel maybe I've not done enough or maybe I have done enough, but there's always tomorrow. And mm-hmm. that's another part of the brain that needs to be um, practiced, doesn't it? It's a practice to say, actually, let me close the book today and I'll mm-hmm. reopen it again tomorrow because yeah. there's always tomorrow. And I think we sometimes believe you know, time, there's not enough time sometimes to get everything done. And what I've realized over, especially over the lockdown over the last year is there is so much time. There's so much time to do what we want to do. So letting go of certain things and saying, actually, I'll leave that aside. Let me focus on the things that are important to me. It's like this just over the last eight weeks, every Wednesday evening, I decided the people that are important to me and the people that, um, raised me or the people I've spent time with that I've not seen and I've not been able to give my time with I go to their house and we go for a walk so I we message each other and we say okay well I'm, I'm this Wednesday can we go for a walk for half and I just talk and sing mm. so I'll meet up with them and then we just go for a walk and just a chat about life and about things and how things are and I like first of all giving my time to people that have given their time to me over my whole life yeah. Um, these are uncles, these are, you know, like cousins, these are friends. Mm. But also make taking time out, going out my way to show them that this they are important. Because yeah. we live in such a, you know, instant gratification society. Everything is done quickly. We send a message that's enough rather than picking up the phone to make a call. You know, just putting that carving out those little chunks of time. Because in the end of the day, what, what's a couple of hours in a week? Nothing. But unless we make it important to say, this is important to me, other things can hold aside, then I'm living my truth to say, I want you to understand you are still important in my life. And even though things get busy and we all have a life and business and children and you know, ambitions and things like that, you, I won't be where I am without you because you've, a little bit of you is in me. Yeah, yeah. And it's important. It's so important to give back. Recognition, Um, isn't it? Totally. And I can, you know, there's a couple of things I want to say about that. Mm -hmm. So recently I had, I posted something on social media about, you know, me leaving work and about the things that I'd achieved that week. And someone who I hold 
in very extremely high regard, commented, congratulated me and just put a comment reminding me to enjoy the journey, not just to focus solely on the destination. And that really rings true to me and has really brought a lot of things home that actually you need to stop, sit back and actually enjoy where you are rather than constantly working on that hamster wheel to get to the next stage or to achieve that next revenue marker, whether it's 10K a month, 50K a month, 100K a month, whatever. Um, And it's really, really important to do that, which a lot of us don't do. A lot of us get carried away. But in in response also to that, that comment that you've just made about giving back to people who've given to you, I think that's so important. And even, even if it's not just the people that have had a direct influence on you, your upbringing, your success, your position where you are now, but it's also to other people who you can give so much value to and serve. You know, that's the reason why I do my coaching. That's the reason why I'm inspiring people to up-level their lives, to create financial freedom for more time, more money, more opportunity. Because I want to show them that, you know, I'm giving back to them. I can help you with this vehicle, I can help you create that, create what you desire because we are social beings. We are social animals as humans. And you want to kind of get to the end of the journey that you have on this life, on this world and look back. And I want to look back and actually think I did well, I did good. I impacted people positively. I helped people change their lives, their one lives that they that they have to live, I've helped them do that. And I didn't do it for um, the income. Of course, I need to generate an income to live, to be able to serve people and to put a roof over my family's head. But my primary driver is to make people realize that actually you can change your life. You can turn it around. Look at me. I've worked blooming hard to get here and it wasn't easy. And I was clueless up until two years ago, but I've bloody done it. And no, it's not always easy. And I would be lying if I said that it was a complete stress-free experience to go from employed last week to now full-time entrepreneur this week. It was anxiety inducing, but I took that leap of faith because I know on the other door of, on the other side of that door of, or that wall of anxiety, fear, was opportunity and opportunity to grow, to impact and to live the way I want to live. Mm, But it's also really important, as you say, to give back to those people, not only who've never impacted you directly, but also those people who've nurtured you and nourished you into the person that you are. I'll give you a little story on this. So um, last year, after the first lockdown, my dad lives in London, um, which is, is really sad because I just, you know, we're best friends. I adore him. Yes, he annoys me sometimes because he's very, very overprotective still. And I'm 36 years old. You would think that I was still a teenager or something at times. Um, but I guess I like that as well because he's always protective over me and I like it. <laughs> I feel safe and secure when I'm with him, even though he is like an older man now. He's like 72. Anyway, after the first um, lockdown last year, I hadn't, I hadn't seen him between February and July, but as soon as the doors opened in July where you could, you know, engage in a bubble, he came down and he came down to stay with my family because he was part of our bubble. Um, And as soon as he came down, like I realized something wasn't right with him. He was really, he'd lost an awful lot of weight over those sort of four, six months, however many months it was. It's all a bit of a blur, isn't it? Um, He didn't look very well. And I was really genuinely concerned about him. So, 
I was, you know, glad that he'd come down to where we live. So being a doctor, I could implement sort of lots of tests and investigations and scans and that kind of thing quickly because I knew what to do. I knew what tests to be requested. So I got on the phone and called and and registered him temporarily with GP, etc. Luckily, it turned out not to be something sinister, which is what I was really worried about. Thank goodness. Um, I don't believe in God and I don't want to insult anyone that does, but I believe in a higher being and I'm so grateful to whatever that is, that, that power that is there, that it wasn't something sinister because my dad is everything to me because he's given me everything that he possibly could. He would give the shirt off his back if, if that's all he had to anyone, not just to me. He's that kind of guy. And he was just really poorly with it, really down with it. And it turned out to be a thyroid problem where his thyroid was overactive. He's got Graves disease, which means that his thyroid is constantly overactive. So he lost a lot of weight because of that. He couldn't sleep. He was very hyperactive. Um, but we soon got that sort of managed with medication. So thank, I'm so thankful it was that rather than anything else. But it was coming up to his birthday in August and my husband and I were, you know, sat down talking and he, he kept showing us this car that he was like, really excited about and he's absolutely in love with this car and kept showing us the advert online and what do you think about this Tanya should I get it should I not get it and I was like dad do whatever you want it's your life go and enjoy it this is the years that you need to go and enjoy the time is now it's not next year because you don't know what's going to happen you have to take the bull by the horns and live it right now um he kept us sh- showing us this advert and, you know, it looked really nice. And so Rafa and I had chats and it was very much driven and directed by Raphael, my husband, to be honest with you. He's, he's wonderful. And he said, let's just buy the car for him. Let's just buy the car. And it's a Mercedes convertible. It's a nice car. Um, I would easily have the car had I not got two children with two car seats in the back because it just doesn't work. I've tried it. Um, and so we decided to go and buy the car. And my dad noticed that the advert said sold on it online and he came and showed me, oh, Tanya, someone's bought the car or I should have bought it. I'm really disappointed. I should have done this. And the look and the emotion on his face, and my dad never, ever cries. I think I've seen him cry maybe once in my whole life of 36 years. But as soon as Rafa brought it down the road and I said to dad, oh, dad, come outside. Raphael wants to show you something. He's like, what? What's going on? And he saw the car, which is obviously the same car of the advert, twigged that we'd bought the car and it was unavailable because we'd bought it and we bought it for him. And the emotion and the look and the surprise and the gratitude that was shown on his face, I will never, ever, ever forget that experience. That was just unbelievable. And that's just giving back to someone. And it's just, a you know, it's a monetary expense for us, but it's so much more than just a car for him because then that mm-hmm. gave him the the opportunity and the reason to actually go out and live life again when he was getting quite down with his medical condition and just stuck at home, not doing much. He then had a reason to live and to to do Mm. more because he had this beautiful car that he'd wanted for a long time. And we gave him that specifically, actually my husband was the main influence and the main driver, to be honest with you. Love that. So yeah, it's all about giving, it's all about giving back. And it's recognition, isn't it, that they've given us so much and these are just little things that if we can do and we've helped our, we've lived our life that way, we can help and support them with these little things. Like I said, that will just make them smile and there'll be always a memory of you in that car as well because he'll, every time he drives, he'll think of you. So that's a, a, a really beautiful story. Now, 
Thank you. Anya, we're going to be heading over to the end of this podcast and I'd just like to thank you firstly before we end the, the podcast to the way you've come across today um it's been so authentic i love these conversations because they are natural conversations it's free flow yeah. it's not a q a session it's just a way that i can share some energy with the world because i think these kind of conversations need to be shared and to show that there is possibility for everyone so thank you for that You're now so welcome there's a couple of last questions which i always talk to guests about just to give a little bit of a deeper insight into you Okay. So we've now reached the end of your your moments on this earth. Mm-hmm. You've done everything you've wanted to. You've created a, you know so many possibilities for so many people, and now you've reached the last moments of your life. You don't have any enough energy to speak, but you have energy, enough energy to write down three words. Now these mm-hmm. three words have helped you in your life and resonated with you. And by sharing them, you hopefully that will help other people that are listening. What would those three words be for you? Can I say the three words with a little explanation or just the yes, three yeah, words? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first one would have to be faith. Mm-hmm. And by faith, I don't mean particularly a religious faith. I mean faith in terms of having the confidence to truly believe in yourself and what it is that you want to do. By having that faith, by really living and breathing that faith in that whatever it is that you want to achieve is possible. It is happening right now. It's going to happen. You're living that right now through visualizations, which is what we were talking about earlier, briefly. Um, You will always find a way of doing it and achieving it. Rather than believing it's possible, you actually start living it by having that faith and that confidence in yourself or whatever it is that you have the desire to achieve and create. So that would be the first word. The second word, I would probably hyphenate because it's kind of two, um, but worry less would be the second word if I'm able to put those two together. Um, Because life and time is so precious. And I hope, you know, through our short time today, I hope I've highlighted the fact that life is just so precious. It's not infinite. It's not here forever. You don't have life forever so don't take it for granted because you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what's going to get taken away from you so just worry less and that's come from personal experience where I've really traumatized myself through worry through anxiety and which is something that I can consistently work on because it's not something that I've totally nailed yet but I would look back at my future self um sorry, as my future self, I would want to look back as me right now and on my life and think, actually, I don't want to regret worrying, worrying throughout my life. I want to kind of be more worry free to just live in the moment and live life right now, because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen to the people you love tomorrow. So you want to look back at your life and actually think, I'm I'm happy. I, I don't regret that I, I did I didn't worry. I didn't worry so much. And I enjoyed my life there and then because it's all about living in the now. And again, just to highlight, I have not fully nailed this, but I appreciate the huge importance of it. And um, I just want to get that across to people because we get so fixated sometimes on the minutiae, on the small things that actually in the grand scheme of things really do not matter. They have really little significance in the grand scheme of things. So worry less would be my second word with a hyphen in the middle um and then i would say the third word would be genuine so be genuine be who you truly are because 
that's the only way that you can live a, a fulfilled life if you're living who you truly are, living the life that you truly are destined to live and that you want to live and that a, live, a life that is aligned with your highest values. Um, and if you haven't read this book or listened to the audio book on it, then I would highly recommend reading or listening to The Values Factor by Dr. John Demartini. It's a brilliant book for any of the listeners, or I don't know if you've heard it, Bavik, but um, it's a brilliant book. And um, it just highlights the importance of living with um, and doing things that are aligned with your highest values. So I would just say, be yourself, be yourself, be genuine, do the things that genuinely mean something to you that are aligned with your highest values. So that's my third one. Those are my three words. Perfect. And this podcast is called Bigger Than The Hustle and right now you're bigger than the world. So I've sourced a microphone that's connected to 7.58 billion people on this planet. Uh, they can all hear you. There's no language barrier. They're all conscious. They're all awake and they're all listening. If I handed the mic for you for the next 30 seconds, what would your message be to the world? Okay, so you have one life to live. This is not a rehearsal. It's not going to happen again. You're not going to get a rerun of this again. So just take that into account and just reflect on that for a moment. You have everything in you right now to achieve anything that you truly desire. Whatever it is that you want, you have the resources within you right now to actually go and implement and make those things happen. You just need to decide what it is. You need to build a strategy. You need to take consistent action and you have all that it takes. Everything is in you right now. So believe in and be kind to yourself and be kind to others, knowing that you have whatever it takes to go and achieve that. All it takes is a decision and then the rest is up to you. But you absolutely okay. have everything that you, that you need right now to go and achieve or make a difference, whatever that may be and whatever is important to you. Perfect. And I, th I felt that was coming from your heart and because you've, oh, said that, you know, you've said so many things similar to that and I, 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 it resonates with me completely because I fully agree. So at this juncture, I'm really excited. Thank you. Thank uh, you for the way you've come across today. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom and your, you know, your, your authenticity in terms of saying, you know, I've not figured it out, but I'm still trying and I'm trying to be better every day. And I think that's all we can all try. Um, so at this juncture, I'd like to say thank you again. Um, unfortunately, we've ended the podcast now. So thank you for sharing and thank you for the way you come out in the world. And I know we'll be in touch over the years and, you know, I'm sure we'll have many more conversations like this. I hope so. Thank you. So um, I was your host, Bhavik Patel, and this is Bigger Than Hustle podcast. And before we go, just a few thoughts. Big energy leads to big thoughts. Big thoughts lead to big ideas, big ideas lead to big actions, and big actions lead to a big life. So keep thinking big. Until next week, goodbye.